Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. We're off to Kempton this week's Pod Blast, covering three of the races set to be run on their Saturday card, two over hurdles, as well as the Coral Trophy over the Kempton Fences. And then, as always, it's up to uh, Scotland. We go for our football Trixie battle, uh, top, middle and bottom. That comes at the end of the show. But racing first, as always, and to Kempton, starting with the 115 race, the Coral Racing Club Handicap Hurdle. Uh, hello, Ben. Welcome along, mate. And uh, can you start us off with that one? Morning, Tony. Yes, uh, 115, Kempton. Nice, chunky field to start things chunky. off with. Chunky. Uh, can't say there's too many I fancy in it, um, but I ended up with a short list of Sea Invasion, Lord of Cheshire, and a Mark of Gold. A sea Invasion represents the Chris Gordon Yard. He won the race two years ago, and he does have some decent, albeit limited, stats in Kempton handicap hurdles since 2022, especially with his five to seven-year-olds that had at least three starts in the current season. Uh, his three wins and three places from eight qualifiers with those types. Sea Invasion makes his handicap debut here. Uh, he steps up to a mid-range trip for the first time as well. Uh, he gained his handicap marks in three two-mile maiden hurdles. Uh, the last of those came at Kempton on Boxing Day, where he finished fourth. Uh, the form of that race looks decent as well, with the second and the third both winning since. So I think Sea Invasion, I expect him to step on here. Uh, Lord of Cheshire comes here off the back of a fall at Sandown in the January. At least relatively flexible with regards to ground. He is winning and plays form as well in big fields. Uh, and he looks happiest going right-handed, I think. Uh, he has one left-handed, but to jump right at a couple of his flights. So I do think he's best this way around. Uh, and Twisting Davies has had a couple go close in this race previously. So Lord of Cheshire, he's also on my radar. Uh, and then there's last year's winner, Mark of Gold. Now he's seven pounds higher this year, but he is sliding back down the weights from his peak mark uh, and dropping back to a, a class he might just spark him back to life. Uh, he's six wins and a place from 10 starts at class D level and class four level. That's all six of his hurdle wins. Uh, Gary Moore does also like to target this race. He's won it four times previously. All four of his winners were returning. Uh, were running sorry, in the race off a break of 30 days or more. Uh, he sent six to the race for that profile, four of one. Uh, Mark of Gold comes here off a 42-day break. And so he could well run himself into a, a place at decent odds. But Sea Invasion is the one I like. Now, he was 8-1 to one or bigger when I was pulling this analysis together on Thursday. But he said there's been some plenty of support, actually, for him. He's now best priced 13-2, a general 5-1. to one, But... I get that, and I do expect him to step forward plenty. Now he's in a handicap and and, and uh, up in trip. So see invasion for me, Tony. What have you got? Yeah, and uh, Chris Gordon among the winners yesterday with uh, that hidden history winning at uh, Lingfield, and yeah. that uh, the mud bath that was uh, Lingfield. So Chris, yeah, good good shout there, Ben. I've, I've had a few there, but I've I've just come down on the side of uh, one of yours on the shortlist as well. I agree with uh, Lord of Cheshire. 
in uh, sort of uh, hitman colours of uh, Jed Mason. Um, and uh, this will be worth watching if there's any money for it. It's currently nine to one for Nigel Twiston Davis, Sam Twiston Davis. Uh, he's three from eight over hurdles. Uh, two lengths clear in second when falling at the last at Sandown last month. Uh, he's two from three on soft ground, Ben, and uh, he's won in a race uh, of this size as well. Uh, so that's uh, uh, another plus for him. Uh, and he's two from five, as you mentioned, uh, right-handed, hitting the frame on a, a further occasion. I li- like him going right-handed. And two of his three career career, career wins have come in February and uh, March. So a bit of a, a spring horse, hopefully, uh, Lord of Cheshire for me in the one fifteen. Moving on to the uh, three o'clock now at Kemp. The Dovecut, uh, Novices Hurdle, the Grade 2 Novices Hurdle over two miles. What's your fancies in this, uh, Ben? I think we, we, we're in total agreement on this race, mate, aren't we? Yeah, we are, we are. Um, similar to actually a couple of races we covered last week, uh, the Dovecot, it's, it's another one of those races where you want to be wary of following the winner next time out. Uh, the last 25 winners of the race, only one of them won next time out. In fact, 25 of those 25 winners, only two of them finished first or second next time out. So 23 of them ran next time out and finished third or worst on their next start. Uh, you look at horses that finished in the first three in the Dove Cut and went on to run in a grade one next time out, 31 of them, all 31 of them were beaten. So worth worth just being a little bit wary of the Dove Cut runners next time out. Uh, looking at this year's renewal, my shortlist is Lump Sum, Fiercely Proud, and Idy Wood. Now, I do have the front two in the market on that shortlist, uh, but it's worth bearing in mind that 11 of the last 13 renewals have been won by either the favourite or the second favourite. Uh, the two renewals that were not were won by the third favourite. So the market has been an excellent guide for this race in recent years. A Lump Sum has shown decent form in all five of his career starts to date. In second last time out in a grade two uh, Doncaster, the Rosington men. Uh, I can see why he's sitting at the head of the market. Uh, my one concern would be the offspring of his sire, authorised. Uh, offspring that are age five or older, they don't have the best record at Kempton in hurdles and chases. They're only one from 43, so potential concern there for the favourite, lump sum. Fiercely proud, he also ran in the Rosington main at Doncaster, finished third. Just under a length behind Lump Sum, that was his first defeat over hurdles and three starts. Could potentially turn that form around here, as I think he's one of those that could be best going right-handed as well. It's three from three in a right-handed track. He's one from four in a left-handed track. He doesn't have much to find with the favourite. Trainer Ben Pauling, he's won the race before. He's had one runner in it. That was a global citizen. That was a winner. And Ben Pauling obviously has his runners in bouncing form just now as well. He's got around about a 50% strike rate in the past week or so. So fierce surprise, definitely catching the eye. Uh, of the others, Idy Wood. Idy Wood is perhaps the one that's been missed by the market. Uh, he won or placed in all five of his career starts to date. Two from four over hurdles. His third placed finish in a grade two at Cheltenham's October meeting looks like very solid form. Uh, he was four and a half lengths behind Lukeway that day. Lukeway finished second in the Great Wood Hurdle and then second in the Grade One Shallow Hurdle on his next two starts. Uh, the second horse, uh, Kamsinas, 
won a grey two next to him right so that race from Cheltenham was October meeting does look strong uh, so I think Eddie Wood could, could get himself involved at the prices though of the three I just covered I'd probably side with Fiercely Proud so Eddie Wood I think it could be an interesting outsider to take a stab at but Fiercely Proud for me Tony what are you thinking? I'm with you, mate. I'm with you all the way on Fiercely Proud. I, I do fancy him against the favourite lump sum, who is also on my shortlist, as is uh, Eddie Wood for trainer Jamie Snowden and uh, Gavin Sheehan in the uh, in the saddle. It, shame there's only seven going to post, but uh, uh, and uh, nobody. Well, actually, Skybet and William Hill are going three places, uh, fourteen to one for Eddie Wood. So Skybet and William Hill pin uh, three places on this seven runner contest. So it, that could be worth uh, a little bit of each way there, Eddie. Wood for Jamie Snowden but yeah I'm with you with uh, Lumpsum and Fiercely Proud on my shortlist and uh, definitely with Fiercely Proud uh, the outcome I won't be dutching the front two in the market I'll be back in uh, Fiercely Proud at 100 to 30 uh, he's a winner of a couple of class four contests in November and December before two length third of five be- behind Jericho de Riponet uh, Reponer, is it, uh, at Doncaster uh, last month in the Grade 2 Rossington Main, as, uh, as you say there. And uh, uh, just looking at, uh, on the ground, the instant expert on ggs.co.uk, the, on the uh, instant expert that we've got here, that uh, he is on the going on soft ground, fiercely proud. He has won. He won at Cheltenham in uh, January, just over a year ago, in a listed uh, bumper as well on uh, on New Year's Day. Uh, on soft ground there. So uh, a winner already on soft ground. Fiercely proud for me in the three o'clock uh, there, Ben. So uh, fingers crossed we go well there. Uh, on to the 3.37 at Kempton. Coral Trophy Handicap Chase. Class 1 Premier Handicap over three miles. Your fancies in this one, the 3.37 at Kempton, Ben? Yeah, a couple in here. I've had on my radar for a, a few starts now. Uh, a couple that looked of prime conditions. Uh, those two being... Bow to Greatness and Killer Kane. I also think Il Redotto and Blackjack Magic are of some interest as well. Uh, Bow to Greatness went to my notebook after his fifth at Cheltenham Trials Day. A run that was, I think, a much better effort than the, the bear form probably suggests. Uh, he was the best of those that were ridden mid-pack or from out the back. Uh, the race, that they very much favoured those that were on or near the pace throughout. Uh, he dropped a handy two pounds to 133 for that run. Uh, it looks to have his prime conditions to shoot for here. Uh, on good to softer, softer. Uh, a break of less than 60 days and not a grade one or grade two contest. Under those conditions, he's two wins of four placed efforts from eight starts. I think this looks a, a great spot for Bouty Greatness to finally open his chase account. Killer Kane, he caught my eye as a solid run at Kempton at the start of this month. He should come on for a lot because he's another of his best of breaks of less than 60 days. He ran fifth in this race last year of a four-pound higher mark. And he also, hopefully, has his prime conditions to attack here. In February to April and of breaks of less than 60 days, he has four wins in two places from seven starts. So, I can see Killer Kane running well again at track. He's won twice at previously over the fences. Uh, Il Redotto, he catches my eye because I've been wanting to see him try something different with him for a while now. Uh, he's basically just been bashing away at Cheltenham in two and a half mile handicap chases. Amazingly, seven of his last eight races have been two and a half mile handicap chases at Cheltenham. Uh, obviously, he's been running well in 
plenty of those races, but he just keeps finding at least one too good for him. So I think the step up to three miles and away from Cheltenham, I think is well worth an explore from Connections. And uh, Blackjack Magic is the other one on my shortlist. I think he should be helped by this return to ground with some cutting it. Uh, his last two starts have come on good ground. And if you look at him on good to softer, softer, over two miles, three or further, and carrying 11, 10 or less, five wins from six starts. So Blackjack Magic is also a potential interest for me. But the one that interests me the most is Bow to Greatness, uh, Ben Pollen. Doesn't send many chasers to Kempton. So it's actually only his 26th chaser. If you look at his seven and eight-year-old chasers that had at least one seasonal run, five wins in three places from 14 starts, 53 points profit. So hopefully bow to greatness can add to those stats in this handicap. Tony, what have you got? Uh, two for me in this, mate. I've got uh, forward plan and uh, Il Rodoto. I'm with you on uh, that one. Forward plan for Anthony Honeyball. Uh, ben Godfrey in the saddle there. Hopefully he won't get too far back in a race that is uh, advantageous to be racing Promenland or in mid-division behind the uh, behind the early leaders. Uh, so I'm hoping forward plan is uh, sort of ridden in mid-division tomorrow. If he's ridden out the back in the last two or three, then I think we have a problem uh, from the start. He finished, uh, he won at Doncaster in December before a, a nose second, beating a nose uh, at Doncaster over three miles on good ground uh, in a grade three contest, the Great Yorkshire Handicap Chase in uh, January, just at the end of last month. So forward plan, a little bit of an each way. Uh, sneak there and Il Rodoto who uh, goes well on this ground he's got uh, he won at Cheltenham uh, last January uh, just over a year ago at uh, on soft ground he also finished uh, this season he's finished third at Cheltenham as you were alluding to Ben in two and a half miles uh, third of 14 behind stablemate stage star in November and second of 12 behind fugitive uh, when he was just nutted uh, late on there in uh, in that uh, race in December, the uh, December Gold Cup uh, handicap chase at Cheltenham when uh, Fugitive came from another county, as they say. Uh, so uh, Il Rodoto for me at 9-1, to one, that'll be worth watching in the betting as well tomorrow to see if there's any market moves for Il Rodoto as he steps up to three mile. And then forward plan for Anthony Honeyball. Uh, and uh, please take care of your slips if you're holding your slips. And if he's in the last three in the first couple of fences, uh, three slips away, basically. Hmm. Uh, uh, moving on, Ben. Uh, we've got uh, the, uh, of course, the one you've been waiting for. It is top, middle, and bottom. <laughs> footballers you cannot explain why it just happens chasing a ball around a park wanting one team to win against the other El Mahani right website oh jeezy peeps man Yes, a bit of the pod you've been waiting for, top, middle and bottom, here we go. Before this week's uh, selections, Ben, an update on the current state of play, please. <laughs> Y'all, uh, one win for me last week. Tony, two wins for you. Two winners? Uh, oh, what, how much have I gone up there, mate? Well, just you wait, I mean, hope you're sitting down. Um, <laughs> returns of minus four for me, Tony, plus 0.03. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it's not a loss. 
current totals, me, minus 4.6, Tony, minus 36.3. Would have been minus 36.33, but, you know, <laughs> all good. Um, normal three leagues for us this weekend. Uh, my top middle and bottom this week is top Wraith Rovers to beat Air at 13-10. to 10. Uh, Wraith stopped their mini slump with a last gasp winner against Dundee United last week, and what a strike it was as well. Keeper had no chance, as they say. Um, I think they should be fired up here to keep their title challenge going. So Wraith Rovers for me in the top section. At middle, Montrose to beat Queen of the South at 2-1. to one. Uh, Queen of the South have been struggling a little bit for goals in recent games. Uh, somehow only managed to muster up a 1-1 draw at Edinburgh City last week. Uh, Montrose are in better form. Uh, if you ignore their midweek defeat at Falkirk, which, I mean, everyone gets beat by Falkirk, uh, then they've been on a, a decent run right now. So I will plump for Montrose here. The price just looks too big for me. Uh, and if for some reason you're at a loose end on Saturday, you can watch this game, Montrose against Queen of the South on BBC iPlayer. I don't know whose decision it was to put that game on. I mean... <laughs> They ha- must have been drunk or lost a bet. But yeah, Queen of the South Western Montrose can be watched live. So, you know, if you're at least end or just a bit crazy, Blimey. watch it. Mm. Um, <laughs> and the bottom, where are we are? Bottom Spartans to beat Bonnie Rig Rose at 21 to 20. Uh, Bonnie Rig definitely struggling for goals right now. Failed to score in five of the last six matches. Had a tough away trip up to Peterhead midweek. Failed to put away Peterhead, who were down to 10 men for the second half. So, long journey. Didn't take advantage of the situation. Spartans are going to second place in the table. Well within their grasp. And it is Spartans for me in the bottom section. So, my top, middle and bottom. Top, Wraith Rovers. Middle, Montrose. Bottom, Spartans. Tony. Spartans. Yeah, I went for Spartans last week because I um, sort of heralded a Blair nice hair Henderson who um, was uh, has taken over the leading goal scorers. But unfortunately, um, I put the mockers on him and he's now got the... Uh, he's currently holds the uh, couldn't hit a barn door with a banjo or cow's ass with a ba- couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo trophy at the minute uh so um yeah i do apologize blair nice hair henderson there from the spartans hope he can uh, uh, do some good on saturday and get uh, ben back in the winner's enclosure uh, championship for me morton at home to adry uh, Morton uh, unbeaten at home last five games winning four of them uh, 10 to 11 a uh, bit of a shorty there Queen of the South against Montrose I've got a draw at 14 to 5 uh, if you're watching on the iPlayer you'll be watching Tony won't you <laughs> No, I think I might give it a bit of a miss, to be honest. You sure? <laughs> if, it, if it's the last five minutes and it's nil-nil, I might tune in. Oh, yeah. uh, but possibly not. Uh, Queen of the South and Montrose draw at 14-5. And uh, four far away at East Five at 11-5. to uh, East Five have not won at home for five games. And four far have lost one of their last four away games, including two draws and a, uh, two wins and a draw as well. So uh, four far away at East Fife for me there in uh, League Two. So four far, Queen of the South, Montrose draw, and Morton at home to Airdrie, uh, my three uh, for top, middle and bottom. Many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing Pod Blast, everybody. Uh, thanks very much. Thanks for your kind words as well. 
And uh, hopefully, best luck with your betting at Kempton this weekend. Remember, if you're an early riser, you can catch me on Shed Hot Radio. All the latest racing news and updates weekdays between 6 and 9. And you can catch uh, more from Ben over on narrowingthefield.co.uk. Big thanks for listening. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Tony. And have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Bye.